What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, or you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeart radio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be talking about growing a WordPress product business, and joining us in that conversation is someone very knowledgeable on that. I'd like to welcome to Press This, Alex Denning. Alex, welcome to Press This. Thanks, David. Good to be here. Glad to have you here. We uh, did an episode not too long ago. It was actually one of our top episodes of the quarter. Uh, with the folks, uh, Mike, uh, David from a company called BizBudding about kind of transitioning your agency business into making products. So it's really good to have uh, you on here today to really kind of cover, okay, well, if I have that WordPress product business, how do I go about successfully marketing it, driving adoption, and then really just driving growth uh, for those businesses? So I think it's uh, great to have you here today to kind of talk about the next step in, in that particular evolution. Uh, but Alex, before we kick off, I was wondering if you could uh, briefly tell me a little bit about your WordPress origin story. Sure. So, um, like like many people in in WordPress, my uh, WordPress origin story is uh, long and convoluted. Um, I first got involved in WordPress in about two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. Um, I was trying to make a WordPress website, and I was figuring out how to do stuff. And uh, at the time, there was very little on on uh, Google about how to do things. So I started writing about what I was doing. Um, and 
uh, ended up making a, a website called WP Shout, uh, which still exists today, although I don't run it, um, which helps people with WordPress tutorials. One thing kind of led to another. Um, and uh, 10 years later, I started a marketing agency. I realized I was a much better uh, marketer than developer. I like solving marketing problems. Um, so yeah, 10 years later or so, after doing bits and pieces of WordPress, uh, I started a marketing agency. And uh, yeah, I've been doing that for the last couple of years, 100% focused nice. on, on WordPress. And Ellipsis is your agency, correct? That's the name of your agency? Yeah, we're called uh, Ellipsis Marketing. Website's getellipsis.com. Um, and we're a digital marketing agency that's just focused on WordPress. I love that focus. Um, listeners of Prestos may, may have heard me mention in the past that I've run, uh, I ran my own agency, WordPress Focus Agency, and we were not as focused of that, uh, as focused as Ellipsis. And I, I envy that focus, uh, Alex. I'm sure that uh, gives you a lot of opportunity to excel. Um, and as we think, though, about product businesses um, and how brands or how those businesses go about marketing their technology, driving growth in their business, um, maybe it's helpful for folks to kind of understand like how you think about like what are the main types of WordPress product businesses in the ecosystem? Like plugins and themes or help me help, help everybody understand kind of like what the, uh, what the ecosystem looks like. Sure. So in uh, 2020, it is mainly, and I'm sure beyond, it's mainly plugins um, that are powering WordPress products. Um, in the past, Theme has played a bigger role. Uh, that's dropped off in recent years. Um, and you get a couple of you get a couple of types. It's WordPress, uh, as I'm sure listeners know, powers at, at time of recording this about 37% of the internet, and it's very common for small numbers of people to uh, build plugins, which power a huge number of those sites. Um, and that's probably the most common type of, of plugin business is someone's got a problem and they um, have figured out how to solve it. And then they release that as a plugin. It's common to get traction on uh, .org with a free plugin, then maybe you uh, upsell a freemium one. That's kind of been the classic way. Increasingly, we're seeing um, premium only plugins, um, which have gone after a specific problem and are trying to solve it, or uh, maybe SaaS businesses that um, look at the WordPress ecosystem and think we need some of that. Um, and so are coming in from a more traditional SaaS background and trying to uh, break into the WordPress space. You mentioned that in 2020 that uh, most WordPress product businesses are focused on plugins. Um, and we've seen, of course, in like the page builder space in particular, kind of this hybrid approach, if you will, where it's like you have things like Ocean and um, even Genesis now with a whole suite of plugins around blocks, uh, Elementor and Beaver Builder and uh, Aveda. And, and they seem to the, the, this class seems to be making progress. But as you pointed out, uh, it seems to be like plugins are playing a stronger role there. Um, do you have any thoughts about that in general, or is that not an area you focus on? So uh, it's very those kind of uh, page builder solutions are kind of have their own communities built around them. Um, you have that with with Genesis. Uh, the other uh, options, Elementor especially, uh, has just really strong community. Um, 
those are they, people often are in like kind of buy into one system as a way of doing stuff. Um, like they will, they'll be all in on Elementor and they'll like be in the Elemental Facebook group or whatever it is. Um, and yeah, I mean that means that you can you can use their theme, you can use a plugin, and that's a, a perfectly good solution. The interesting thing over the next couple of years will be what happens um, when we have the block editor uh, move to more of that, move to cover more of that page builder functionality. Um, we might see some of those uh, page builders just increase their kind of silo and people go off in one direction away from core WordPress, or we might see them move towards that. Um, that'd be interesting to watch. Yeah. Probably the, uh, probably core is going to win out in the end, but uh, it'd be very interesting to see what uh, folks like Elemental do. Yes, we've had several episodes around that. Um, it's really interesting. I mean, certainly things like Elementor have had a long time to build up a great set of features. And of course, Core is just kind of getting started with really embracing the block editor. So it, it'll be really interesting to see how it evolves. On the Genesis side, we've definitely made our bet on Core JSON. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. And others have as other frameworks have as well. So it sounds like just generally we've got plugin businesses, we've got maybe what we might consider systems like a Genesis or a Elementor or Beaver Builder, it's like a collection of things, if you will. Um, and then folks are really kind of leaning in on the, the freemium model, particularly using .org, but then of course there are premium only plugins. And then as you mentioned, kind of these uh, WordPress adjacent SaaS companies, you know, trying to deliver value to WordPress in, in, in that context. So, you mentioned how a lot of the plugin businesses in particular are like small teams supporting millions of websites. And certainly you've run across this over and over and over again. So obviously these smaller teams don't have as deep a bench or, or maybe have direct experience in one area or another. And, and marketing, of course, maybe is one of those. So what mistake do you commonly see these WordPress, WordPress uh, mistakes do you see these WordPress product businesses make? when they market their products? Like if, if they're a team of builders that made something cool, what are, what are they kind of falling down on when it comes to market what they're building? Yeah, yeah, this is a really interesting question. Um, so it's very common in WordPress for uh, people to deal with scarce resources. And uh, I think as an ecosystem, we're pretty good at, at dealing with that. Um, but I do think that marketing is one area in particular uh, where perhaps as a community we're lacking a little bit. Um, yeah, it's I think really the biggest mistake people make. It's just real quickly, I mean, I think it's really interesting, Alex, this notion of like, uh, it's, it's really common actually that these kind of marketing skills are not ingrained uh, with product makers and it's almost like a, a separate subject. Um, and I want to kind of talk to you about, of course, like, well, as they execute, what mistakes are they making? Um, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm 
and rush your enterprise level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm talking to the infamous Alex Denning about marketing your WordPress products. Alex, right before the break, you were talking to us about the mistakes WordPress product businesses make when marketing their products. Cut you off a little bit there for the break, but was hoping you could kind of expand more on that. Yeah, sure. So um, I think the biggest mistake we see is that everyone copies everyone else. Um, and that often happens uh, perhaps without looking at first principles and working out why that's happening. Um, and, you know, we all, we, uh, it's, it's very common to, to see someone does, someone adds this upsell to their plugin so it gets copied. Um, but there's, that's not always the best thing uh, for your situation. And I think that that has to be the biggest thing. It would be really interesting and, and really helpful for the, the growth of WordPress and making WordPress easier to use for people. Um, if uh, we focused on, we like to think about marketing channels. So all of, all of the things you could do fit into a channel, just focusing on the channels, um, testing out a couple of channels and just focusing on the ones that actually move the needle for you and being really rigorous and testing them and looking at your data uh, rather than whatever else is happening in the ecosystem, I think is the way to go. So it seems like the most common mistake is this notion of just copying others. And as you pointed out, you know, remember when I was getting started in my digital career, I'd go to events and listen to talks on conversion rate optimization. And the expert would say, orange buttons are the way to go. It's a bright color. It draws their eye. Uh, use pictures that look like this. And, and these are tried and true things. And uh, we did this on our site, and we got these results. And I went and did all those things, and I didn't make a billion dollars like they said I would. And what I realized through testing was that it was unique to my funnel. It was unique to my audience, um, whether something was going to work or not. So it sounds like what you're saying is that people are just relying too much on this precedence of another company rather than saying, like, I'm going to focus on, on this type of customer from these type of places, and I'm going to see what works rather than just saying, oh, well, if they did it, it works. Is that about right? Yeah. Um, I think because as an ecosystem, we perhaps – uh, don't have so much uh, marketing expertise. It's it, it's it's intuitive to to see what else people are doing and and copy what looks like it's working. Um, but I would love to see us uh, rather than looking like what looking to find what might work, uh, being more rigorous with testing that and working out as you say what works best for your audience. So if I'm a 
owner of a WordPress product company, or uh, maybe I want to start one and I'm not into marketing extensively and, and don't really you know, have a, a strong background for thinking about this. I was wondering if you could explain like, what is your framework for thinking about marketing WordPress product businesses? Like help, help me understand like what, how do you view like what's the right way? Sure. So um, the, the the channel idea that I touched on earlier is, is our main philosophy for figuring this stuff out. So uh, you want to put list out uh, all the possible channels you could do, and you might you might put on there like uh, SEO content, affiliates, uh, community building. Those might be uh, you could probably list out half a dozen a dozen quite easily. And then you want to trial those with small tests. Um, and hopefully you'll find out uh, if you've got good product market fit, uh, which I guess we're taking for granted here. Um, hopefully find out that one or two of those really move the needle and the others don't. You then just focus on the ones that work. And that gives you a really lean uh, marketing setup. So if you find out that SEO content is the way to go, then uh, you're going to ignore your affiliates. And people say, uh, do you have an affiliate program? And you say no. And you just focus all your efforts on the thing that works. Um, that is the way that we work with our clients. Um, and it gives you a really, as I said, it gives you a really efficient uh, marketing setup because you're just focusing on uh, the things that will move the needle and you're ignoring absolutely everything else. So, when do you transition then, or when do you recommend you transition from focusing on these one or two areas in, into expanding that, you know, kind of the, the list of channels into areas you had yeah. not focused on before? It, I think it, uh, it's, uh, I, I don't know who said it, but I, I heard once someone say that pro having, you know, when you have product market fit because it hits you in the face. And uh, marketing channels is a bit like that. You want to maximize, uh, you, get, you get better returns from uh, putting all your efforts into the thing that's working. So you want to get maximum results from that. Um, and when it feels like that is saturated, um, or perhaps customers start to tell you they're coming from a different direction, um, that's when you're going to look for new ones. I feel like in my experience, it's like you hit this plateau almost where you can't keep getting more gains from a particular place because you bought all the ad inventory or got all the things and you know really dialed in your funnel quite well um do, do you do you look for those kind of plateau moments and think like well where is my next thing that's going to go up instead of kind of slowly go up uh, it's an it's an unhelpful it depends answer um for many people uh wordpress is user growth is such that uh you can kind of just rely on new people coming in um, and that might paper over the cracks of, of any like, inefficiencies. Um, I don't think for, for the major channels that we look at, um, the target audience tends to be wider um, and you don't tend to reach that plateau in the same way, especially in WordPress, um, just because whilst we're riding this wave of incredible user growth, um, there is just always going to be more uh, people looking for whatever that is. Okay, that's an interesting way to think about it. So let me uh, let me ask one more quick question on this vein. 
when you do these tests on these one or two channels you're focusing on that move the needle, are you making like small tweaks or are you making like drastic tweaks? Like are you trying to isolate like is this the right button color or are you like totally rethinking the funnel and your bead and might be testing? Yeah, it's the, it's the latter. So uh, we're looking for totally new uh, channels. So I guess, I, I guess it also be helpful just to separate out uh, on-page conversion rate and marketing channels. So especially to start with, I would, as long as your conversion rate is serviceable, like as long as it's not terrible, um, then I would definitely focus on bringing new people to the site uh, to see your product rather than uh, optimizing for an extra 1% here or there. You don't want to optimize for an extra 1% of conversions when you can add 100% more people uh, coming into the site. So when it comes to those tests, yeah, we're, you're looking to um, test whole categories of things. And you can, you can tweak it as you go on. But to start with, it's just a case of uh, working out at a high level what's going to work rather than, you know, should the button be this or that. So earlier in the interview, you talked a little bit about how most WordPress product businesses are focused on the kind of freemium approach. So do you see more success with businesses that use a freemium approach versus kind of paid products only? So freemium can work. Um, it's not my favorite way of doing it because you need a huge number of users. So you can, in general, on, on WordPress.org to your freemium uh, to your paid upgrade, you can expect a very low conversion rate, maybe one or two percent. Um, the most successful plugins probably do slightly higher than that, but the vast majority will get one to two percent free to paid conversion rate. And you can do the math very quickly uh, and realize you're going to need a lot of users to make that work out. In for for most uh, plugins, but anything that's not just incredibly mainstream, um, I would go paid only because uh, you're not going to capture all the same free users, but uh, you're definitely going to get more revenue. The, the most successful freemium plugins are, are going to tackle huge categories like SEO, page builder, rather than more niche stuff. Do you feel like that's not just another channel that feeds the paid product? Or why do you think that is that a distraction? Because I feel like having 1% of anything is better than having 1% of nothing. So. It's, a, it's almost like you can still have your paid, still have your, uh, your, cert, your PPC and your affiliate kind of driving more to your paid products. But what, wouldn't you consider that you know, yet another channel to kind of add to the list? Or, or do you view that as a distraction for young product businesses in WordPress? Yeah, so this, this question comes up a lot. And I, when, when I talk to clients, I tend to get a fair amount of pushback on it. Um, but I think if you look at the... Uh, channel potential you would probably put freemium pretty low down on the channel unless you know that you can have a huge number of active users you would probably find that the other channels um are going to be more effective um all the way up to maybe like over a hundred thousand uh active users gotcha so thinking about it from the impact it could have uh, relative to the rest of your business. That makes sense. I want to dig a little deeper here, talk to you about other strategies you think about when working with your customers, uh, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. 
Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm speaking with Alex Denning of Ellipsis about growing a WordPress product business. Uh, Alex, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about the freemium approach and the uh, impact it can have or uh, relative impact it could have on, on, a biz, on a product business in WordPress. Um, so those that do leverage freemium funnels, uh, this is always a fun topic for me, but like, wh- what are the most clever ways you've seen WordPress product businesses move people through their freemium funnels? Like, are they graying out features? Uh, certainly popping up things all over the place perhaps isn't the best approach, but like, what are the most clever ways you've seen people do that? So I, I, I'll answer this uh, for what's best for an individual plugin rather than what's necessarily best for the WordPress ecosystem. Uh, it's maybe a separate conversation. So uh, the main thing is the value proposition has to be good. So um, we were talking earlier about uh, pros and cons of freemium. Um, the well, certainly one risk of having a free version is that you just stop people from paying for your pro version. Um, that might, I guess, that could be a, a decision that you make that you want to make it free. But you know, for most businesses, uh, free doesn't help a huge amount with keeping the lights on. So having a really attractive upgrade value proposition is really important. Um, so what extra features do people really need? And then how can you present those in a way that is uh, going to get, going to drive awareness and interest in a purchasing decision from your users without annoying them? And that's, uh, that's a tricky sell. Some, some things that I find uh, really useful, um, one is uh, focus on getting your users set up quickly. So uh, you'll often, often look at your active install count 
Um, and that's a good number. But an even better number is how many of those active users have actually installed and taken an action with the plugin in order to get value from it. So helping people get set up is a really good way of doing that. You might do that through an onboarding wizard. Um, and you can look at plugins like uh, WooCommerce, which is one of the first uh, plugins to build a dedicated kind of out of admin onboarding experience. Um, they recently rebuilt that, which is good info that uh, that kind of approach works. WooCommerce does a really good job of setting up your store quickly for you. Um, WP Forms also really good. It has this uh, wizard which takes you through building your first form. There's a really nice ways of making sure that the user gets set up quickly and gets some value because I'm not as a as a user I'm not going to upgrade um, until I'm at least sure what I can do with the free version. I was going to say in the Genesis universe, we uh, I think you may know this, Alex, but WP Engine acquired StudioPress back in 2018. And one of the first things we did after the acquisition was really start to interview folks in the community about, you know, what they'd like to see and so on and so forth. Um, and one of the top requests was setting up a theme is too hard, fix that. Um, so we implemented uh, essentially one click theme setup um, features that, you know, install complementary plugins and configure them even and do all kinds of things to help that customer. Um, get to that point of building faster. And we definitely saw an impact of adoption and use in those products um, following introducing that tech into Genesis. And I've certainly seen that with other plugin businesses we've worked with. Lifter LMS has a really great course setup wizard in theirs. And it just makes all the difference in the world versus leaving someone essentially abandoned in WP Admin. Like, what do I do next? Right. How do I use this thing? And when you think about how people try out free plugins, it's not uncommon for someone to search for a form plugin and then install the top four. And then they're going to try them all out and then quickly make a decision. So that initial experience is really important. Something else, you, the, something else that helps with that is capturing an email address as part of that onboarding process, because then you've got an opportunity to come back to the customer or come back to the user. Um, and you can help them get started with the free version. And also you've got a mechanism uh, to upsell them to any premium version as well. Love it. I love it. Alex, I wish we had more time. There's so much to cover here. Maybe we'll have you back on in the future, but I just wanted to thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been great fun. Awesome. To learn more about what Alex is up to, you can visit getellipsis.com or check out the Master WP newsletter at masterwp.co. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. 
Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.